A poem is a small machine made of words. William Carlos Williams. Welcome to the Small Machine Talks, exploring the poetry scene of Central Canada and beyond with Amanda Earl and A.M. Kozak. Welcome to the Small Machine Talks. My name is A.M. Kozak. And I'm Amanda Earl, and this is our, um, this is episode 46. This is our season four opener show. And we are recording at the, on the patio at uh, Oko's Kitchen and Bar on July 30th, 2019. We're on the patio, so it's a little noisy. Yeah, we are on a patio right next to the transit way um, in the middle of downtown Ottawa. Uh, there will be a lot of cars. And buses. And buses, a lot of buses. Um, a lot of uh, background um, ambiance, we'll call it. And we're going to talk about, I think, this past year, some things that we've done, and maybe talk about things that we might want to do. Is that accurate? That's basically it. <laughs> right. We were just talking before we have we have cheers because uh, cheers to our uh, three years of uh, small machine talks. We've uh, we um, we're just talking about how uh, we don't like uh, the idea of best of anthologies. So uh, we thought we would talk about some of the things that we got in particular that we both uh, enjoyed about the season and stuff. But uh, we enjoy. I mean, I enjoyed the whole season. So there's nothing All that. Right. So it might be things that one of us enjoyed and not the other potentially. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So I guess for an overview, I could say that we had twelve episodes. We did. And the most played was episode thirty-eight, which was the bad news episode with you. You did with um, with Thomas Melander and Fawn Parker with one hundred and fifty-three plays, which is I, I wasn't part of that, so I feel somewhat <laughs> slighted. But no, it was a good episode. Well, I think that you maybe had some thoughts about the questions that I did. Maybe you might have had some input there. Oh yeah, so you're like, partly involved. And that's good. I don't even remember that. <laughs> I, I that was October. Like, yeah, it was quite a while ago. It was in my attic, so it was a different venue. Maybe people were interested in a special venue. That's it. They were interested in your attic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then, so we did eight interviews, and we had three what we what I'm calling topics episode for want of a better name. We did the small press fair, a book review kind of a book talk, and visual poetry. So we did three. That only adds up to eleven. Visual poetry was two parts. But one was an interview, I think, with you. Yes, okay, that's the nine interviews. God, math is tough. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, and then the statistics as of July 30th, 2019, which is today, from July 1st, 2018 to June 30th, 2019, we had 1,513 uh, plays. And um, overall, we've had, since we started, since our inception, we've had 4,122 plays. And the top played episodes overall, the Dalton Dirksen episode, epi interview. And I wasn't part of that one. That's right. Oh, God, I win, thankfully. Oh, good. Actually, Dalton, it had 174 plates. Then Bad News comes in second. And then Sarah McDonnell's interview with 100. Which I also wasn't part of. No, you were, weren't you? No, I wasn't. Oh, that was at the, that was at, in, that was at the Clock Tower. Yeah, Club, so both it? of those two were at the Clock Tower, weren't they? That's right. So our on-site, our interviews, which do not take place at the normal spot with only one of us, or people like the best. Two of us together, not as successful. There you go. Maybe we should we should always rove and we should never yeah, have a good look into it. There you go. <laughs> so what are what are some of the highlights of the um, 
of the season in your, from, in my from your memory? Well, I think I always enjoy interviews. I enjoy yeah. interviews for a few reasons. One is because I, you know, take the space to get to know someone's work a bit better. I'll read a bit more, think a bit more about someone's work, which I tend not to do as much now and not in like a classroom setting when you're not really pushed to or have the structure to do that, to do that sort of work. It's something I don't do as much as I would like to. So having the sort of frame to, to do that, I like. And I also just like interviews in general. Like I like how we start with sort of, we do the readings, we think about some general things we like to talk about. And then in the, in the context, in the conversation, we think we, you know, maybe go off on tangents, but we also, you know, we have our follow-up questions and we kind of go to new spaces that we weren't envisioning as well. So I like, I don't know, I like that a lot. Um, and I think interviews are interesting too from like a documentary perspective. I think that as someone who's done research on contemporary poetry, um, that there can be, it can be difficult to find a lot of information, interesting information on contemporary writers. So having a platform where we are um, sort of making that more widely available, even if it's just through interviews or discussions on recent reads or small press book fair, whatever it is, there is an opportunity for people who are researching or interested in current writing to get more information about, about that kind of thing. So that's why I like interviews. Right, and, and because I forgot to mention it, um, and you were talking about um, kind of archiving and documenting, and now we have a website we that do. you can go to. It's, I mean, we have the SoundCloud still, but you can go through there, or but it's just that has all of the interviews and all of the episodes and some photographs when, when we get them, and some quotes and things like that. And the, so um, that's smallmachinetalks.com. That's a very nice website. Thanks, Amanda and Charles, for Charles putting that together. Um, so, how does it work then with the plays uh, when people are, you know, clicking through to our website and to our SoundCloud? Does it all get accumulated somewhere? Yeah. It's all. It's all because uh, the website is uh, using SoundCloud. Okay. So SoundCloud comes in. So every time someone uh, plays an episode through the website, it's SoundCloud just the same. And is there a way to do? So I know. From my recent research, I know yeah. that there are a number of different podcasting sort of apps or yeah. sites or different ways to click on podcasts. If if we were to have it on a different an, an extra platform, what is? Do you have any idea if there's a way for it to all cumulatively? Yeah, actually, it's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I know that we're on iTunes. Uh, mm -hmm. I put us on iTunes, and um, I also know that um, we're on Podcast Addict because I saw us there. We're not on Spotify. I don't know how you get on Spotify. Must be a way. There's Must also be a Podbean. Way. Yeah, I like I, sometimes. Every once in a while, if I, if I try out another app, I look for us, and most I don't find us on a lot of them, but I found us on. So, uh, so do we know if people listen to us in any of those places? Um, I don't know. Actually, I don't know. I think uh, iTunes sends me the occasional email, which I completely ignore. So <laughs> I, I don't know what that's about. But, so uh, we could be famous, for all we know, on Podbean right. and, and Apple. Well, I notice a lot of people who do podcasts, they, they often say, oh, rate us on iTunes. And, oh, right. And I never even think of stuff like that. Well, so. I feel like people can rate us if they want to. Yeah, I, know, it I don't like, like people ask me to do that. Yeah, I, I, it seems odd. Well,
Well, I just, I just, I just, I don't know why exactly. Like, I, we're watching this show on YouTube, and the reason they get ratings is because they get it help. It's they're monetized, and we're not monetized in any way. So, really, I mean, whatever makes your day as simple and you know relaxing as possible, don't feel pressure. But it would be interesting to be able to get some kind of aggregate understanding of how how, how many people are listening. Yeah. And the other platform, the one I use the most, even though it's built not built for podcasts, is YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. Um, and there's a there's new ways I think to do YouTube podcast over YouTube. Yeah. That you know might be something to look into as well. And then we could also potentially do. I'm jumping way ahead jumping to the very last ahead. last back India, to the future Skype interviews or interviews over Messenger or something as well. That yeah. would be we could do that eventually as well. Sounds good. Back to the highlights. So yeah, what are your what are your highlights of this past year? Yeah. Well, for me, uh, one of the reasons that I wanted to do uh, um, the podcast was um, because I wanted to discuss issues of craft and process. So for that, my favorite episodes tend to focus on that. So for example, the episode with Cameron, episode 34, that was we talked about minimalism mm -hmm. and ephemera, books as objects and materiality. I found that, and that was our season. That was our season three opener. Right. I found that quite interesting. For, for instance, I learned about uh, Aram Sarayan's complete minimalist poems, which I cannot get a hold of. By the way, it's a colossally expensive book. So um, I want that book. <laughs> but uh, we've, we've also talked about craft. I think quite yeah. a, quite a bit. I remember we with Ben Lattisier, we talked about craft yeah, with as Ben well, and yeah. with Hugh too. Like yeah, yeah. We, we did talk about, and we you know, so I, I like that too. I like the um, visual poetry episodes because. Um, I like the. I also like that going into a bit of depth on a subject yeah. and doing a bit of research. And in this case, this is uh, an area that I'm I'm interested in and I work in. So that was fun. Yeah. And then I also really liked the episode with Danielle K L Grigoire because, uh, <laughs> well, first of all, we went all over the place, and she's such a great storyteller. And of course, she's got a sexy radio voice, so that was fun. Uh, yeah, I just I thought that was an interesting episode, and I had no idea what to expect from that one at all. So I uh, yeah. my friend said she saw Danielle do stand up shortly after we did the podcast, and yeah. Danielle plugged the podcast. Excellent. And then people, at least one person, listened to it after that. So there we go. There you go. That's good. That's good. Yeah, but um, I I mean, all told, it was just it was it was fun. I mean, every so far every. I don't have any complaints about any of the episodes we've done. <laughs> it's like, oh no, that was a terrible episode. No, I've had fun every time, and um, I always, um, I prepare sometimes more and sometimes less, depending on what else I'm doing in life. Yeah, and stuff. I mean, that makes but, sense. Um, I, I sort of wouldn't mind if, if I didn't, like, I would rather not have to prepare too much, but uh, I want to make sure the episode is interesting for people and the. The, especially the person being interviewed and stuff. Yeah, so. and I think that part of the benefit of us having a relatively flexible format where we don't have much pre preconceived yeah. notions, it's it takes a lot of the pressure off because I think sometimes when you embark on a literary project where you're not making any money from it, you're not reimbursed at all for your time and energy, that it can be draining. So if you allow yourself the ability to just not have too many rules, then it makes it easier to continue with because there's not as much pressure. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and the other thing too is, I was talking to someone about uh, like sometimes like we, we can do uh, episodes that are, are maybe we don't have necessarily questions ahead of time. So it actually takes a lot of work to prepare something where you can just do off the cuff stuff. And I, yeah. I don't, I still feel like I'm fairly new to this whole interviewing stuff. I don't really feel necessarily like I feel like I need the crutch of preparation you know I need to yeah. 
do that to uh, feel like I'm not going to have a lot of dead air. <laughs> well, I think preparation, there's a balance, right, of yeah. over-preparing and under-preparing. I think that when you... You don't want it to be scripted. And you don't want to be scripted, but also, like, there's a certain amount of respect yeah. you need to show, I think, too. If you're in inviting someone to chat um, through a podcast or whatever it is, you want to show them and their work respect, so you don't want to just... I guess you, some people can completely wing it and it's fine, but I also want to make sure that we're, you know, showing respect to them and their work and having an insightful conversation. We're not wasting their time. Yeah, makes sense to me. Do you, do you have any specific episodes you, you or, like, I, I mean, you did those two episodes in your attic with uh, Mariah Corner and the, the Bad Nudes guy. Did you, uh, do you have any specifics about those episodes? Like, how do you find doing episodes by, like, interviews and stuff by yourself? Yeah, that's actually a good question, one I should have uh, I thought about. It. Yeah, <laughs> um, It's definitely different. Um, in some ways, I feel like a little bit more pressure because I am the sole yeah. interviewer, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's no Amanda there for me to look over to and save me if I'm having a, <laughs> a sort of one of those tra tra trailing off thoughts and I don't really know where to go with it. Um, that's because I'm always interrupting. <laughs> <laughs> so... I don't know, it's, it's also, I think it's kind of nice in a way to do it in different environments though, whether it's my attic or yeah. I interviewed someone uh, at, a, at a campsite recently that we have, I haven't had a chance to listen to and go through to see if it's worth posting yet, but that okay. was kind of different too. Like having the different environments I think can I make like it a bit more, yeah, make it a bit more um, easier to get out of your sort of normal cadence of the interview if you're yeah. in a different environment. Well, for with Jennifer Lovegrove in the season two, I did the uh, we did the interview. It was a I called it a movable podcast. Right? We, right. We started off at the Art House Cafe, and then we went to a couple of vintage stores. So that I thought that was a lot of fun. I don't know how interesting it was to listen to <laughs> because you couldn't see that we were like, oh, look at this. This is a really nice red. And I don't. But it was it was really fun to do anyway. And I, I'd like we'll talk about plants in the future. But yeah, so having different different environments, I think that's an interesting idea. Um, for the podcast and for life in general, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a philosophy of life. Yeah. Well, is that does that conclude our like review portion? Should, maybe if we do take a break, it should be now before we move on to right. future considerations. All what right. do you think? All right, we're going to take a small break. Welcome back. Is it recording, Amanda? Yep, it's fine. It's oh, fine. okay. Why aren't you talking? Oh, right. I'm supposed to talk now. Right. <laughs> this is, I guess, uh, the second part. We're, we're planning on talking about uh, what we're thinking of um, for the future, for this this coming season and beyond. And you were just mentioning before the break how interested in doing podcasts in other spaces, such as uh, patios, such as attics, such as vintage clothing stores or campfires. Yeah. Any other ideas for places that you would like to record in? Well, uh, I guess um, we, I, I wouldn't mind doing like a, a, a pub crawl or a coffee crawl episode. So where we meet poets at different cafes and pubs and chat with them. That would be cool. Like we start off with, um, you know, one place and we talk to one poet there and then we move on and we just keep going. The poet could come, we could come, everyone could come with. It would be kind of interesting, but I don't know. I don't know how it would work. But so wait, would we start with one poet in one bar, yeah. then keep accumulating poets, <laughs> and then we'll eventually have a gaggle of poets at or the last bar. Or a picture of poets, I guess. <laughs> yeah, a picture of poets. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that would be a... Uh, That'd be difficult to orchestrate. It would but be hellishly difficult to orchestrate. <laughs> no one said anything about practicality. Yeah. Right. I mean, if we were buying them all their drinks, it would oh, be a lot easier. Yeah. Well, if, 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 if some 
if some uh, pub, if some, if some brewery wants to sponsor us, a craft a brew company wants to sponsor us. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, that. Or it could be like a coffee. It doesn't have to be. It could be coffee. Right? It doesn't have to be alcohol based. But it just would be kind of a fun idea to move from one place to the next. We did that. I mean, Jennifer and I did that. Jennifer Lovegrove and I did that. Uh, just not a pub crawl or a, but we moved from space to space a little bit, and that was quite nice. Of course, we, only, we have a recorder that only has a, an, an hour's worth of... Uh, <laughs> so so. If, if we're doing a pub crawl, it'd have to be almost like a shot and then... Really? Maybe they just have to tell us something about their po their poetry and we move on. Like this. It could be a shot crawl. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. And then um, going a little bit bigger, I wouldn't mind going to a particular city like Toronto or Montreal instead of a space for a few days and just interview people we haven't had the chance to talk to yet. Like I. I wanted to talk to Doyali, Islam, Kanisa Lubrin, Dion Brandris, Dorothy Palmer, like all kinds of people. That actually does sound like fun, going yeah. to, going somewhere, getting like a, for me I'd probably get an Airbnb and then we would yeah. just, you know, you meet at a yeah. spot or they just come over to your Airbnb and you do a few different interviews exactly. or throughout the course of the day. Yeah, I think that could be quite yeah, fun you could set up a little studio yeah. in the Airbnb, yeah, alright, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. Uh, it, it could be surrounding some big uh, thing like a festival or it could just be... Yeah, like the like a press fair or something or yeah, yeah reading. Or... Montreal has a new reading uh, series now called Breathing Space. Breathing Space? Breathing Space. It's Aaron Boothby and Rachel... What's her last name? I'm forgetting. I'm sorry, Rachel. I'll remember it later. But uh, anyway, uh, they've said... And it's, I, I think it, I, if I'm understanding, it's primarily open mic space. Uh, oh, space. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that sounds interesting. I don't remember where they're doing it, but uh, they've had about three of them. I, I don't know if it's just for the summer though, so it might be just for summer. But, uh, yeah. All right. A good reason to go to Montreal. And I think you have some ideas for certain interviews. I'm not sure if they're ones you want to mention on air right now, yeah, or sure. do you want to? Okay, well, go right ahead. Well, I already I've I've, I've talked to a few different people. Um, Sherry Alexander Haynes, a local poet, and. Malin Morena have started a, um, are they sorry, they're starting a series um, in the fall that's um, BIPOC reading series. So uh, I would love to talk to them, and all being well, we'll do that sometime in the fall. I'd like to talk to another local. Well, these are all local local poets. I've, I've sort of uh, been talking to about future interviews. Christine McNair, who's a dear friend of mine and a great poet, about her current manuscript, which has to do with motherhood and preeclampsia, which she's experienced with both her children. So uh, I really would like to do that. And then um, I was just—I just had a great um, uh, coffee conversation with Jason Christie, and so uh, he's uh, another poet that is local, and uh, we're planning on well, well, maybe we'll do an interview with him soon this month or next month or something like that. And also another person that we haven't interviewed yet is uh, Nina Jane Dristick, so uh, that's another one. I have another idea. I like I like having different threads throughout our show, so like different themes and stuff. So um, in episode 36, we interviewed Conyer Clayton and Nathaniel Larochette. So I was think I, I, that made me think about couples and also uh, friends who are writers and know each other a long time. So I have plans to visit uh, James Moran and Anita Dolman for an interview. And they're a married couple who write both poetry and fiction. So uh, okay. I have a lot of interesting questions for them about their writing and also about what it's like to work, but be both be writers and be in, in that kind of a relationship. You know what would be interesting too? I'm just thought of this yeah, right yeah. now. So I recently um, 
Someone from my old creative writing workshop from like 10 years ago recently messaged the, some of the old group and we're talking a bit. In interviewing people who were writing together at a certain period of their lives, whether it's uh, collaborative, know, uh, yeah, collaborative of, yeah. sort of workshop type people who you know might have written together 15 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago, and sort of you know talking about how that experience, that formative experience, influenced you know their next years of their lives yeah. in terms of writing or where yeah. they are now. Could Did you were you in a particular writing group at some point in your? Uh, I think I've been in a bunch. Yeah. Um, I would say that, you know, the first one I was ever really in was the creative writing workshops at U of O. Yeah, me too. With uh, with uh, Seymour Maine. Same. We were different years. But we were different years. Um, and the first ever one I took, you know, you never would, you never suspected it to happen at the time. But I would say that that one was pretty, you know, influential. Yeah, I was in 2009, you know, 2008, right. and a lot of those people are still writing, um, which is, you know... A decade later, so that's Exactly, great. and you're yeah. thinking like an undergraduate sort of introductory workshop, you're not going to have most people writing 10 years later, but most of them are. That's great. Um, that's a good thought, yeah. So, yeah, that would be, might be interesting. Not, but not quite couples, but... No, but anything, anything yeah. like that, groups, couples, and... Like, um, even friends who are like, you know, who uh, maybe share, you know, just, just, I was thinking uh, about uh, people like uh, Stuart Ross and Michael Dennis, and at some point they were talking about possibly coming up. These are two people who, two poets who have been friends for a long time, and they do sort of, they do seem to um, help each other, you know, they support each other in various ways with uh, writing and well, publishing and things like that, so things like that. I mean, and whatever variation there that comes to us, or even if you have any suggestions, listener, dear listener, if you have any ideas about different types of episodes you'd like to see or you'd like to do, maybe we could have guest, uh, a guest host. We could have a guest host or a guest curator. Yeah, a guest curator. They could decide sure, what they wanted not? to do. Why we could not? just sit back and we could, we could, they could direct things and we could just respond like we're... Yeah. We could switch it around, be topsy-turvy land. We could do that. That sounds like fun. And we talked about also doing more episodes on specific themes. So we've yeah. done... Uh, what have we done? For themes? Well... We did, a, we did, did we do one on places or is this something we talked about? I think I talked about Mariah, talked yeah. to Mariah about yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, I talked about that with most people. Yeah, we do because it's, it's an interest of yours in particular. And, uh, and we did visual poetry, which yeah. I would say is a theme. Yeah, I think we've done a few more maybe in, in the previous uh, seasons, but... Uh, you know, doing like a, like a deeper yeah. exploration of a theme or... That's it. Yeah, I think that would be neat. And with the idea of craft, I mean, there are some podcasts that have, say, taken um, a book of poetry and had a few different people talk about the book together. Yeah, in terms of, I know we've talked a little bit about doing like a, a book club type episode or a, mm. a panel discussion. Yeah. And I think that's a good idea, but I think that... I don't the, know how the, to organize it exactly. Yeah. Well, how to organize it, but I think us doing like all, you know, hand, the handful of us reading the same book book or two would yeah, be, be cool. ideal because yeah. that way we can have more deep conversation rather if yeah. you're if you read one book and I read another book yeah. we could all talk about it but in order to have a dialogue about it it'd be better if we all read the same book or two yeah that's good I, that makes sense to me yeah um and yeah so I, another thing is I think we could well we've done this a little bit I think we could expand our interviews it would be fun could be to interview uh, to other scholars so so like the interview you did with Mariah Horner which 
just focused a bit more, it focused on places and spaces that was applicable to poetry too, but it had a bit of a theater yeah. sort of thing. Well, I'd love to talk about music and, and um, interview musicians, but um, I don't want to pay the SOCAN uh, fees, otherwise I would, I would do it. But uh, we could still talk to musicians, but we couldn't play any of their music on the podcast. Which is, uh, is that true? Yes, it is. It's a hundred bucks for a non-commercial license a year to uh, SOCAN. If you play any music at all, any Canadian music, uh, any, I, what I don't, if they give you permission? It doesn't matter. They don't. It's not fair. What happens is they get that they, but they do get money from that. So even though it's, even if they want to give you permission, um, it's not really. It is theirs to give, except for if, if it's not. If you do, don't pay so can, then they're not getting the money back from that. So what if I made a quote-unquote song? Yeah. Right now, uh, I sang or something, yeah. and we played it on this podcast. Can't do it. I don't know that part. I don't know. I looked into uh, when we were starting. Um, Three years ago, I looked into it and I, I found that you need to play uh, to play music of any kind, and they have they go into a lot of like if you go to the SoCan site, they have a listing, so you could go there and look and see what. Um, maybe we'll include that uh, on there. Yeah, I mean, I feel like no one's gonna sue us for. I mean, I guess I shouldn't give any ideas. Yeah, really. <laughs> Someone from SoCan is looking. And one nice thing about it... But I mean, it, it's under your press's name, is, I yeah, believe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the other thing, too, is one nice thing about it is it means that the uh, musicians are actually... Um, they do receive money through SoCan. So, I mean, I, I'm, so, I'm supportive of, their, of that. So, yeah, but anyway, so music, I because I, I'm a music addict, I love I love talking about music. We talked at one point about talking to poets too about the music that they're currently yeah, listening we did. to. Yeah. We could still do that. I don't know, well, somehow that one didn't get off the ground. It seems a little forced maybe to try and sort of come up with that and I don't know. So we haven't done it. I haven't done it. I haven't added even that question to my list of questions for uh, poets. So yeah, that's, that's, that's still a nice idea. Um, and we talked about um, the possibility of doing things like Skype and uh, yeah. YouTube interviews. So those are all interesting things. Uh, again, if anyone has any technical expertise and that sort of thing and wants to uh, wants to offer any adv free advice or barter for I don't know what, uh, I make pretty good cookies, but you know. Are there any topics or panels that you that we haven't talked about yet that you think would be particularly interesting? Well, I think it would be good to have a, a, a queer poetry panel. So uh, queer queer poets uh, would be interesting to do, um, and just um, like. Uh, really, a lot of the times uh, with interviews, uh, it, it's determined by a couple of factors. Um, locally, if they're available, and yeah. maybe we're reading something they're doing, a book that's published or chapbook that's published recently that we've read, or um, sometimes publishers, occasionally like Invisible Publishing, for instance, or, or Wilsack and Min, uh, Coach House. Sometimes they will send us books if their authors are coming to town, and if we if we we're not under no obligation, but if we feel like it, we'll uh, and if the uh, the poet is uh, would like to we and has time we do those interviews so I always like those it is generally dependent on the poet's interest yeah they have to be they have to have time and inclination I mean not everybody not everybody likes to um, be interviewed that's fine I, um, and and yeah it just depends on that so I, I like those kind of interviews too so I still think those are, are great uh, we could do all of that we can just we could just do everything any other um, any other plans or dreams you have for the podcast? Any dreams? Um, 
I don't know, I feel like we've been pretty broad in terms of what we would said we would maybe want to do, and that's pretty all-encompassing. Themes, different places, different genres. I always said that after, after a while, I, always, I said to you that um, if you decide you didn't even want to do poetry anymore, we could do other things. I don't want, I like doing a podcast with you, basically. I don't care what, I mean, yeah, I like doing poetry, but I'm, I mean, we could do a film one or whatever, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have the attention span for films, Amanda. You don't? Really? Interesting. They're too long. They're too long. Interesting. <laughs> I've, I've been getting more and more into film lately, actually. In really? fact, on my social media, I've been, every day since about uh, June, I've been posting um, um, my favorite, uh, my, some of my favorite films. I've been posting about them. So today's film was uh, Coraline. So, uh, Tim Burton. And yeah, I've actually seen that one, yeah. A, a, a scoop for, well, by the time this gets illegal already, you have tomorrow's movie is short. Do a podcast on all the different strains of weed I like and hey, well, craft beer. See, I don't know anything about about weed, and uh, I only, well, I know a little bit about alcohol, so that would be fun. You might have to do, a ta- do the taste testing. <laughs> if anyone has any suggestions. Oh, possibilities. Things they'd like us to do on the podcast, or they want to come on a guest, a guest host, curator, host, uh, you know, let us know. We'll set it up. Yeah, I think one thing is on the theme of places and spaces. Mm-hmm. More specific than that, I'm very interested in communities or neighborhoods, like yes. small pockets of Same. meaning, I guess, in place or space. So, yeah. I don't know if people are writing about a certain place or feel connected to a certain place or... That would be a neat, that would be really neat. And in fact, here's a, here's another idea because I'm almost done my pint, so that makes me think of things. But um, <laughs> people could send us like an MP3 or an MP4 where they just record a little short, ten minute thing about their their favorite place to write. It could be that could be from anywhere. Sure. That could be from anywhere, anywhere in Canada or beyond. Their favorite place to write, or even their favorite place to go, and then they might reflect and write after. Yeah, or or even a, a place that appears in their work. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's sure. Submissions of separate little segments. I got this idea from a show called Plane Savers. It sounds like you have the idea formulated and you can put together the call for submissions and organize. (laughs) Put that together. Sure, we'll see if that, uh, anyway. Anyway, sometimes I get, I have great ideas and then no one responds. So, you know, it's like, oh, well, it was a cool idea, but uh, (laughs) too much work. Well, we'll see. And if anyone has any photo essays on place or space they want to send to, magazine blog thing that I co-edit, please do. What's it called? It is called Describing Space. Yes, I had the pleasure of just having oh, my, right. my, my own little uh, essay, a little piece on um, on sort of center town whimsy and stuff, and that was fun to have that. That was Thank you very much for publishing that. And no You problem. and Justin in the bill, that was great. Yeah, so... I'll, I'll put the link on the site. On the oh, website. there we go. Yes. Yeah. Shameless self-plug. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's anything else. I think we've covered it all. We've covered all generally what we would like to do, and it all sounds nice. Um, uh, you want to embarrass everyone uh, by thanking them, so I'll That's let right. you do that. Yes, embarrass everyone. Yes, okay. So thanks to you, uh, dear listeners, uh, who have listened, and those of you who shared the episodes and promoted them. I, I, I appreciate that very much. Thanks to thanks to those we've interviewed and the publishers who sent us books. Thanks to Charles Earl for processing and Jennifer Peterson for our intros and outros, which are still fantastic. Thanks to my co-host, A.M. Kozak. Thanks to those who um, 
organize reading series and events and make this town and others damn interesting by organizing and applying for grants and keeping these things running. Thanks to the poet and loud cars for continuing to write engaging work gives us something interesting to discuss. So I think that's uh, that's all I have to say. Everyone, what about you? Anything else? further thoughts? I uh, guess the only person you didn't thank is yourself, so oh, thank you, Amanda. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I don't thank myself. <laughs> <laughs> and no, that sounds good. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back with a different episode of some kind uh, shortly. In some place? Here we go. Okay, thank you. Small Machine Talks with Amanda Earl and A.M. Kozak. <laughs>